What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey, hey. Hello. It is Project Lioness again, obviously. This is Dr. Mel. Ash, oh, no. You go first. My bad. We could break patterns. I went first last time. You go. (laughs) What up? It's Ashley. And Jess. And Aaron. Jess, you didn't sing. Oh, hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here today to talk about setting goals and setting intentions that align with your biology and not just setting goals for goal's sake. So if y'all didn't listen to the previous episode, we have Erin, Dr. Erin on as our special guest in these couple episodes because she is here interning with us at Inspire Life and soon to gestate and create and birth something into the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Labor pain. So in this episode, we are going to expand a little bit from the previous episode and talk about setting goals and setting intentions. And this conversation was inspired by Jess and I saw this, I don't know, do you remember what it was that we saw that inspired this conversation about like biology and New Year's hype? Yeah, so many things right after the New Year's. I just had like all of my clients, all my close friends sending me videos of like, when is it actually appropriate to make New Year's resolutions at this time? But there was one specific video where they were like, why would you make goals in the win- in the dead of winter yeah. <laughs> like nature ain't making goals that's right for sure. um so Jess and I were inspired to talk about this and we wanted to bring the lionesses and our audience in on this conversation because it can be so programmed and the pressure of like it's January 1st and so therefore you must have resolutions when in reality it's it's just a day out of the year and all of us in Minnesota like we live in Minnesota and it's fucking cold and oftentimes we there's a desire to slow down to go inward and so it's not always natural or innate to like have this fiery energy to like set new goals and do new things and oftentimes you see after January now it's February depending on when you're listening to this podcast some of that's kind of like fizzled out because we're not in alignment with our biology. So that's what we're here to jam on today. We're also here to invite the conversation of looking at how do we set goals in alignment with our cycle? If you're someone who has a cycle, a menstrual cycle, and how do you set goals and intentions that are in alignment with like the rhythms of nature? Because we are extensions and beings of nature and we are biology. And there's a way that you can play with that and trust the ebbs and flows of life, trust the ups and downs that is more in alignment with our biology and with the environment. Yeah, so if you made goals come January 1st and now it's springtime and you're like, well, shit, 
<laughs> I feel like crap because I didn't get any of them done or like I had all these good intentions and I just didn't get them done. Like that's craziness. You could still make goals. Now your goals might even be more clear because like the darkness, the, t- the darkness in the winter, the time of contemplation is coming to an end here. Our days are getting longer. And so if you're ready to make goals, like you don't have to start on January 1st. You could start now. Yep, yes. you can totally, you can start whenever really. And we're also here to speak to like, you know, there might, it might be nice to consider aligning with your own biological seasons uh, of your cycles. And we're going to get into that. And it might be nice to consider aligning that with the environment, as we said. And again, you can set goals whenever and sometimes aligning with what nature's doing can, it can make it a little bit easier. It can make it a little bit more you know, you're in support, right? You're not just like, I'm out there and I'm going to the gym. (laughs) And like, that's actually not in alignment with me. Um, Something that I think about for myself in setting goals is also knowing what your values are, Mm -hmm. knowing what aligns with you and not just setting goals because the culture says that like, you should do this, you should lose weight, you should eat this way, you should blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, does that actually matter to you? And is that getting you closer to what you want? So I'll share a resource later in this, but really knowing your values, like what are your values? What matters to you and not anyone else? And being able to set goals and intentions from that space Versus like, well, it sounds like I should go to the gym five days a week. And it's like, yeah, but is that actually like what you desire? Like, what is it? What is your ultimate purpose? Right. On that note, I feel like setting realistic goals is important to yes. like it piggybacks right off of that. If you're a person who is just setting goals because you think that you should, then you're probably setting an unrealistic goal, right? You're making it even harder for yourself to actually achieve the goal because one, it doesn't align with what you want. Mm-hmm. And two, you're setting like a, a lofty goal, right? You can't be a person who who's, let's say you're kind of a couch potato. You aren't really an active person. Well, you're not going to run a marathon next week. It's not going to happen. So when seven days go by and you're like, man, I can barely run around my block. Well, we should probably rein it in a little (laughs) bit, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. And I think before we get too far into what is right and wrong and what we, not we, what we should be doing, but options for what you could do and how Mm -hmm. to approach it. Let's talk about why we would make goals at all. Mm -hmm. What's the point of making goals when you're, you know, why? I mean, for me personally, you know, I could go into like the neuroscience of this too, but having something that allows me to like straighten my arrow, so to speak, in, in the Zen wellness mastery training that I'm doing, having that intention in the mind and being able to sharpen my focus really helps me stay in alignment with my values, which is where I feel most inspired and most fulfilled And it's also natural tendency as human beings who were part animal and we have a prefrontal cortex, it is very natural for us to go into seeking behavior. And I don't mean seeking from a bad perspective or like a negative perspective, but we innately do desire to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether we talk about plants or animals, like they all have intentions biologically wired into them that align with their purpose and they have goals of the day, but they don't need to think about it. They just act upon it. So for me personally, setting goals helps me stay in alignment. It helps me stay disciplined. It helps me stay focused. And to be honest, I feel like I'm to the point where I don't like, I know what my goals are because it's so innately in tune with my purpose and my vision where the goal setting of like the 30,000 foot view versus the three foot view as Ashley was saying like, okay, if you want to run a marathon, 
what does that look like, right? You got to start with running a block, right? So it helps me as a visionary disintegrate that down into like, what are baby action steps I can take every day that allow this greater vision to expand? Otherwise, like I can get so visionary and having those road block or road, you know, benchmarks is what I'm trying to say, can give me feedback that I am on a track that aligns with that vision and purpose. So that's, that's my answer to your question, Jess. So yeah. your goals <laughs> serve as like a stepping stone to like your greater purpose, your greater yes. idea. Like yes. Yeah. And you touched a little bit on what my answer would be. And it's just that I don't want to be stagnant. Right. As a human being, I believe deeply that humans are meant to be constantly learning, constantly evolving, growing, reaching. And that doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. Right. It doesn't mean that that growing is the same for every person, but whatever it means to you personally is, mm-hmm. is what it is for me. Right. I just want I want to I want to learn more. I want to grow more. I want to experience more. And to do that, I have to set goals so I can narrow down what what that growth is for me. Have you always been a goal-oriented person? I've been motivated by like doing really well at things because I wanted to impress people and I wanted people to like me. Mm. And so I would I was motivated by that when I was younger. But as I've kind of come into my own person, I've realized that I'm goal-oriented in the sense that I recognize what my values are, like you were saying, Mel, and I recognize that um, my values are are learning and are you know changing and are adapting to different situations, and I just don't think you can do that if if I wasn't goal oriented. Yeah. So. Oh, I like that. I feel like your goals, like your what comes to mind you, with you sharing that, Ash, is your goals are now coming from uh, the soil of inspiration mm. versus desperation. Yes, and like people pleasing of like if I hit this goal, this person will like me better, yes. or this teacher will give me an A, mm-hmm. right? And you like fawn. Versus like, no, this is what inspires me from within. So I love that. Yeah. I have to share another vision that just came to my mind. Because you're like, this is the soil. Like, you're building from your own shit, not other people's shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My like, fertilizer, <laughs> damn it. Fertilizer, uh-huh. Not other people's fertilizer. Erin, what's your experience with goals? Um, I think it kind of taps a lot into what Mel said, but also like what we do in our network kind of work is, I mean, we have no ceiling to our potential. So to have goals. So yes, you are like reaching that vision that you have. Like my vision expands past like humanity, you know, just the entire existence. So having goals that are in alignment to me and like my self growth so I can show up for that vision. Mm. Um, but I'm also like, I feel like a hypocrite because I hate writing down goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the <laughs> like paradox. I, yeah. <laughs> like, like I see it and like a visionary and all that, but to actually sit down and be like, okay, what are those stepping stones? I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you hold that. that but I hold goal. that space. Yeah. 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 I like that. So it could look different for everyone, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have not always been goal oriented. Mm -hmm. As I talked about in our previous episode, I had this like fear of failure. Mm -hmm. So I would make, if I made goals, they were really small in my head. Um, And then after becoming a single mom, I was like, well, if I don't get my shit together, like it's going to be messy. (laughs) So um, yeah, I definitely took on goals more seriously then. And I was also in grad school and I was like, okay, I'm going to start with making goals around things that I know I can like concretely see and achieve. And that was with school. Yeah. And it was like how I stayed on track and then stayed on track. And then I just built up this um, support to be able to have goals and move towards them without this 
like fear that mm-hmm. has always existed inside yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should touch base too when you're thinking about goal setting. If you are a person who's maybe like, you know, your goal is authentic to you and everything we're saying is like, yeah, this is right, but I'm still not like doing it. I'm not acting on it. I think you just touched on something really important, Jess. Yeah. Like I, I struggle with that too. Like I love painting. I'm not good at painting. And so I, ref- I, for a long time refused to paint Mm. because I had the standard of what if it's not good? What if people don't like it? Mm -hmm. And so I would set goals for myself to be like, I'm going to paint X amount of things this month. And then I just wouldn't. Right. And I'm like, but I know that I love this creative thing. I know that it's really important to me, but kind of recognizing that it, maybe you have some of your own like individual inner roadblocks to mm-hmm. your goals. That's an important thing to look at when you're goal setting too, I think. For sure. And that fear of failure also diminishes when you're doing what Mel recommended, which is aligning it with your values and yes. your beliefs and doing it for yourself and nobody else. Yeah. And the more that you can see failure as a feedback and that's it, it doesn't mean anything about your self-worth. That's been a powerful practice of like, okay, if I'm perceiving this to be a failure, what's the lesson in this? What's the feedback that can help bring your, like recalibrate you? And as you two were speaking, I was thinking about, yeah, when, when a plane is going in a direction, they set, they set the, they calibrate it to the coordinates and that's their goal. That's their outcome. And so when you don't have like that intention in mind, you can totally veer off by one degree is going to lead you in a totally different country. And I think that can happen in life where when we're not aligned with our purpose and we're not aligned with our values, we can get pulled in so many directions, especially in the age of technology and social media. So we're going to also get into um, bringing that into like our cycles, which I think might even speak, Ash, to what you were saying, like, oh, I have these things and I want to do it all, but maybe there's like parts of the month where you're just not in an action-taking phase. Um, Side note, if you are curious to learn about like your cycles and seasons, Jess has a really awesome masterclass Mm -hmm. on our Inspire Co. membership site that dives deep into the phases of the menstrual cycle and actually how to align your goal setting with with your cycles, with the phases. There's also a really great um, guide on there and like exercises, lifestyle things, um, foods that you should be eating during different phases of your cycle. Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely link those in the bottom too. So check that out for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Oh, go ahead. Ash. I was just going to say, I feel yeah. like Jess is because you did just, you have this awesome course on it. I feel like you might be the perfect person to kind of walk us through because this, why it makes intuitive sense to me. Um, I know a lot about my own cycle and stages, but I've never really thought about syncing it to the seasons. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with menstruation because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> and it's technically the beginning of your cycle. Yeah, where are we? Wait, you're in menstruation. Yep, they do. You and I are in luteal, right? I'm I'm like ovulating. I'm ready to be done ovulating, okay. yeah. She's, she's summer right now. I'm figuring my cycle out right now because it's doing interesting things. Where are you at? I'm like mid-luteal. Okay. Yeah. We're all kind of in yeah. different states. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which like is it. good. Balance. Yes. Um, but menstruation it correlates with winter, which is resting, hibernating, planning, not necessarily like planning to take action right away, but mm-hmm. being settled in, well, for here, it's darkness almost, <laughs> <laughs> but just being comfortable with that um, almost like hibernation, thoughtfulness, planning. State. It's like nesting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. So would you say taking action on your goals is or probably is not happening during menstruation? Well, 
Probably not. However, during menstruation, our estrogen and our progesterone are at its lowest and our testosterone, we actually have more testosterone in our body than we do estrogen or progesterone. Mm -hmm. And testosterone has some really cool aspects to it. Do you know, like personality, like emotional wise, what those might be? I don't actually. I know very little about testosterone other than Mm -hmm. mine is too low. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I know. I know that Same. you know. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about it from like a young perspective. Yeah. Like the dry like driver projection like more external oriented. Yep. Yep. Like driven, organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like that. Oh, that's more testosterone than estrogen? I really yeah. thought yeah. that was estrogen. Yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. so the masculine. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like the men only have testosterone. Do they have estrogen? A I think bit? like small amounts. Yeah, of it. but they but have women should have higher testosterone even than our estrogen, just not yeah. as high as men. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean our our testosterone is the highest, so we mm-hmm. estrogen and progesterone, yeah. and men produce was like ten times amount of. That's pretty high testosterone than mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, um, and so so we don't have a Jamie to fact check. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> We'll get there. One day we will have a fact checker on site, but not right now. So the the masculine qualities in us are more like aware and present Mm -hmm. during menstruation. So sometimes it can be a good time to make a leap or an action. However, mostly it's that like organization and planning that that testosterone leads us into the coordination. Maybe more like assertive, assertiveness, you know, for sure. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, you always hear like a woman's PMSing. She's like, she's lost her shit. And it's like, no, we're just acting like men straightforward (laughs) and to the point because we have no, like our estrogen, our progesterone Mm -hmm. are the lowest. And so it's funny that men are, or not men, that society could be so affronted by those emotions when really, really we're just acting more masculine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we get called a bitch or like, oh, she's on her period, stay away. And it's like, no, this is just a part of us that's being expressed that can be really serving. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so that's would be winter. Then. winter. Menstruation yes. would be Menstruation winter. Menstruation is winter. And then we go into follicular, which mm-hmm. is spring, yeah. which is a great time to take action and create yeah. uh, all the plans that you had, the clear thoughts that come with menstruation because the clarity from the lack of estrogen and progesterone can give you really good ideas into moving into spring and into your follicular Yep. Follicular stage. Yep. Um, so in springtime, we feel more energetic. Mm-hmm. We feel ready to make goals and, and then act on them. Sorry, I was going to say, it's like the planet is supporting that. Like yeah. things are growing and it's beautiful and warmer and lighter outside, right? Yeah. And things aren't, like if you think of your goals, like along with this process, you're going to have goals that come to like full expression. And then also they kind of like die and disintegrate. So if you think of nature as Ash was speaking to, things are budding through. They're not fully expressed. Like I think of like, the flowers coming through the soil, they're like, ooh, I'm here. <laughs> and you have a lot of rain too. Right now. Yeah. I need oh, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I became a flower. And similarly, just to go backtrack really quick into menstruation is like that the all of the good stuff in nature is happening underground. Yeah. Underneath the surface during menstruation. Yeah. It's not action. It's not obvious to other people always. And so. what's happening in your body because we 
at project project Linus, we like to speak to like, you know, the meta, but then bring in like the science and, you know, biology and the blend of science and spirituality. What's actually happening in your body is like that egg that did not get fertilized is moving through the endothelial layer in the vaginal canal, which is causing the bleeding and the shedding. So literally there's like parts of you and cells that are dying that then come out as blood. And that's like the winter, the death. And your body's doing really hard work Mm -hmm. and honoring that and essentially like also getting ready for the next harvest potentially. So then as you come into follicular, the endothelial layer of the vaginal canal is starting to grow and bud again. The cells aren't fully expressed. um, But yeah, it's such a beautiful process of like birth and death. Oh, sorry. What do you guys feel like you get done during your follicular stage? What are your strengths? What do you love most about that phase? Good question. I wake up with a lot more, and I mean, I normally wake up feeling rested because my sleep schedule is pretty great, but I always wake up like ready to go during follicular phase. I'm like, yeah, excellent. I can, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I can tackle the day a little Mm -hmm. bit more Mm -hmm. during follicular phase. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what happened my last couple of follicular phases? (laughs) I feel like I have like a lot of like empathy for others Mm. too, you know, and just like a lot more awareness for my surroundings. Mm, That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I feel like as soon as I bleed, I'm just like, oh, yes. Like it's (laughs) like this download of energy and information in the menstruation phase, but I don't necessarily take action on it. So I feel like as Ash was speaking to in follicular, I'm like, okay, now I feel like I can start... I don't, I I do start taking action, I think in follicular for me, we'll get into ovulation, but I'm, yeah, this is a good question and a question for you audience to reflect on for yourself. We'll drop some ways of tracking this that work for us in the show notes. Um, but I would say, yeah. What about you, Jess? What's follicular like for you? Oh man, I stop eating lots of food during follicular (laughs) because like I read going into menstruation, I'm like chocolate and not always just chocolate, but just, I feel like I need to be like fed more nutritionally, mm. which you do. Yes. Um, but like when I go into my follicular, I'm like, okay, I see clearly on what I need to be eating, what mm. my lifestyle needs to be to support. Whereas in me- in menstruation, I'm kind of like, I'm just gonna hold myself and like, you know, but with follicular, I could see really clearly the lifestyle mm. things I need to do to stay on track with my goals, with mm-hmm. my vision, with by purpose. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say too, we, when we talk about menstruation, I think what I wanted to touch on was, um, you said it a little bit, Mel, your body's doing really hard work. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of, um, there can be a lot of shame or a lot of like, I should just be able to keep up. Like when, during one of my follicular phases happening or when I'm ovulating, I feel great. Why can't I just feel that way? Mm-hmm. Well, just because kind of like winter under the ground, things are happening. We can't see them. That's what your body is doing. Yep. Your body is working literally so hard. It is taking resources from every system in your body to move that egg through, to yep. shed that lining. So it's not a matter of while while you are able to um, you know rest and do those things. There's a lot going on, and there's a reason you feel like you need to rest, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out too. That's a good point. Like the productivity goes inward. Mm-hmm. It's like more the yin, and then as we go into like follicular into ovulation, it's more external. So yeah. productivity still happens it just changes I'm so glad you spoke to that yeah well it reminds me of like spring cleaning right you're like making way for change like making way for like the summer and like the higher energy so like Mm. taking action during the follicular phase like happens it's just not as robust like for me personally as like ovulation is because I'm just setting that stage yeah 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 Yeah, 
So when you're, we're thinking about goal setting again, menstruation is like planning. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that clarity that can be over-dramatized because of the lack of like the emotional balance that we get from estrogen where like I'll have things that are, I'm like, I need to do this and it's really serious. <laughs> but then I get into follicular and I'm like, okay, I can see it a little bit more balanced. My estrogen and my progesterone are going up. I'm yeah. not as anxious. I'm not as tired. Um, and so I could start to like plan how it's actually going to unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that brings us into summer or ovulation. And ovulation only actually lasts a day mm-hmm. or even less. But the effects of ovulation can last like three to five days, mm-hmm. which makes it a phase. So it's usually, yeah. you know, will happen anywhere between what, like day 13 to 15. If again, we are speaking to this as though your system is coherent and balanced. Mm-hmm. That yeah, may not yeah. be true for you at this time because of imbalances in your nervous system and your biology so we are speaking to this as though you're in rhythm and coherent with those biological rhythms in your body yeah and i feel like it might be like 11 to 13 yes so there's a you're you're ovulating around midway through your cycle so if you have a 28 day cycle you're properly ovulating on day 14 so that egg is there it's like please fertilize me right like it's totally ready. ready to go right um but the window and this is oftentimes too when you may feel like your sex drive increase, like yep. it's actually right before you're ovulating, right at the end of follicular phase. You're like, yes, yeah, like, let's make go, a baby. baby. Right? Yeah, we <laughs> are tanning without shirts on. Exactly. Like, yeah. What happens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're in the bright coral. <laughs> yes, that, I did. Yeah, I d- literally. So that's where I was just a few days ago when I wore a bright orange suit into the uh, pants suit, mind you, like a jacket and the pants, yeah. bright orange. And I told my husband Scott on the way into. Um, work that morning I was like it's like I'm peacocking yes, I'm over here yes. I'm like check me out because right? I had that feel good energy yeah, I so. wasn't picturing a peacock but I was picturing one of those little Amazon birds that like splays its yes. back wings out and hops around a little bit 100% yeah. that was me on Monday but that's like the biology right that's yeah. the environment right yeah. like we are sensing into that because ovulation in summer if you sense into the energy of summer, those of you who live in Minnesota, you we get the depth of all the seasons, which is really cool. Is like it's fire energy and it's bright. And this is where, as Aaron spoke to, you've set the stage and now you're on the stage with the bright orange suit and you're just like, fuck yeah, let's go. Exactly. <laughs> um, I find an ovulation, I I get like a little sassy, but not menstrual sassy. It's kind of like, hey. Like all flirty sassy, sassy. Mm. like I'll get in my way of flirting is like, I'll, I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maybe another episode for that one. But I kind of like test the waters. She likes to poke the bear. Yeah. Yeah. I like to poke the bear. I'm like, Hey, you want this? It's it's not like plain hard to get. Um, but it's kind of that like, Hey, what you got, bro? Yeah, you know? 100%. <laughs> I like that. I, that's a good way to approach it. I also think too, I feel a little bit like. I don't, I kind of shy away from fire energy normally through a lot of the rest of my cycle. But when I'm ovulating, I'm like, I'm here, bitch. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. And it's not even just sexual at that point. Like just anybody. Yes. I'm like, yeah. you have shit to say. I have shit to say. Right. Yeah. I'm like, have that energy. That's when you can handle Michael energy. Michael exactly. is my partner. <laughs> is Michael always ovulating? <laughs> Michael is always in ovulation. I believe that. Those of you who don't know Michael, he's, uh, my business partner has his Inspire Health Coaching and Jess's partner. Yeah, and Mel's brother. My yeah, brother. I forgot that. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's funny because we, we had a business meeting the other day or like someone came into the office and I was like, this is Michael. This is Jess's boyfriend. This is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of trippy. But Michael's yeah. face to you. He was like, 
you're my sister. Why didn't you just say that? (laughs) So weird. So weird. Anyway, back to, so you're on the stage and you're like, okay, I can, I can actualize these goals. I'm going to start taking like action. Yeah. Uh, It's really, it could be a really exciting time. Mm -hmm. And this is where it could be kind of dangerous because we can get (laughs) caught up in that energy of like, (laughs) <laughs> I'm making these goals happen. And it's like day one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like during ovulation, because in follicular, I've probably done a lot of planning. I feel like ovulation is where the goal comes into three-dimensional manifestation. Like yeah. it, I almost attract it in mm-hmm. and it's like there. And Ashley and I have noticed in the office because we're, we like sync and then we're opposite. And it's just like this interesting interplay <laughs> of our cycles. And there's probably weird stuff's going to happen after this episode, <laughs> but we have noticed like, um, client fluctuations too. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, scheduling when we're both like close to ovulation, like this week, you know, there's been, I think more A lot energy of in. coming in, um, because we were like right on that edge and now we're both transitioning into luteal. But that's something I've noticed is like, Yes, like the doing, but also like because of my magnetic energy and ovulation, it's just happening. Yeah. It's just like boom Mm -hmm. happening for me. Absolutely. And so with that attraction, that magnetism, that manifestation happening, then we get to roll into our luteal phase, which is like, okay, you've brought in the energy you need to, you've, you've done the planning, you've created the steps you've attracted in what you need to attract in and now you're in your luteal stage and it gives you an opportunity to really like push through with those goals and that's fall mm-hmm. and that um try to think where what happens in the fall the trees leaves yeah you're uh, progesterone stays rel- relatively high in luteal but your estrogen will start to drop yep mm-hmm. um this is like for me I'll start, I can notice my energy kind of withdrawing more and more. Like I'm less, yeah. I also, this is, I think I forgot to say this. I'm definitely more social during ovulation. Mm. Yeah, like me too. my capacity yeah. for my social nervous system is way greater in ovula- ovulation. And you'll notice it in the office where I'm just like fucking wizardry. And then <laughs> in, in menstruation, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and all of it serves, right? All of it serves, but definitely the social capacity increases during ovulation. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even like right now I'm being in luteal. I'm like, all right, my energy is starting to go You're down. Like, Podcast? What? Less conversations. <laughs> oh no, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's like a drawing in. If you think of what's happening in nature is like the leaves have fully expressed mm-hmm. and then they're changing colors. And then eventually there's kind of like, you know, more of a going inward. Yeah. So, and one of the benefits of estrogen decreasing is like, there is an emotional component to estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, we need progesterone is highly associated with like mood and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So when your progesterone is not dropping yet, but your and your estrogen is, we have a little bit more clarity on taking actions from a less emotional yeah. point of view. Definitely. Well, and I, I feel like this. Sorry, Ashley. Oh, I feel like the season like helps us determine if our goals are sustainable. Yeah. Right. Ooh. And if they are, yeah. I was yes. pulling that from okay. you. Yeah. In the field. <laughs> and if like they aren't sustainable because we're losing energy post ovulation, how do we make them sustainable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Are, are like maybe again like we said before, are they feeling authentic? I think that's mm-hmm. what I was going to say is during luteal, I really notice I'm like, have I set myself up for something I actually like? Or was I like mega ovulation hype? Was mm-hmm. I like, this is great? Or am, am I a little bit more clear picture? So again, like I think we talked about menstruation and winter really giving you that clear picture. But I think luteal starts to kind of like Shit. lift that cloud of I'm invincible. I can do anything yeah. whenever I want. <laughs> and it sort of settles into a, a more real sustainable way. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think it also gives us an opportunity, like when you're back in menstruation too, to say like, okay, did the things I set up, are they going to carry over through this time where I'm like withdrawing and getting more clarity? So I like that, Erin. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Same with like, I'm thinking of even the harvest, right? If you think of ovulation as like the harvest of the fruits of your labor and planning and going inward, that luteal is like the reflection of like, okay, was this harvest fruitful? And like, is there something we can do differently next time? And when relate when we relate this back to goals, again, it's not that your 30,000 foot view is going to happen in one cycle, but it's the three foot views. Mm-hmm. Like if you have goals of maybe reading more books or creating a course, starting a podcast, you know, doing more movement, it's those three foot views or even 30 foot views every cycle that you can start to bring in with your cycle and then see that luteal into menstruation again as a conscious process of like all right what didn't serve let's allow that to die let's like honor that ritual right yeah I have a question about what you said so were you saying that menstruation is a harvest or luteal is a harvest and menstruation is where we see did that work out well I guess I'm saying reaping the harvest yeah you're right sorry so reaping the harvest is ovulation so like getting the fruits of your labor essentially like we planted the seeds in menstruation gone inward and now we're essentially receiving the fruits of that labor in ovulation. And then I'm thinking as we're receiving the fruits of our labor in ovulation into luteal, there's also also a reflective process of like, was this fruitful? Like as Ash was saying, was this sustainable? And as Aaron was saying, is this like going to work for me next time? Are these strategies going to work for me next time? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I too, I want to point out that just because... You know, sometimes um, I have harder menstruations than other months. I mean, some months just based on maybe I'm busier than I needed to be at a time, like just based on what my work life is like or whatever might be going on in my personal life. Um, So if you're feeling like, man, I was really nailing these goals. They felt really authentic to me. I got to my cycle. I was menstruating and I kind of half-assed them or maybe I didn't really like nail it like I was before. That's cool. Like you can always get back on the bus. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it doesn't mean like, oh, well, you know, as we're speaking to, is it working for me? Mm -hmm. Definitely ask those questions. Be curious about that and, and land where you are. But it's also okay to say like maybe... I mean, we're not shooting for perfection, right? We're just shooting for sustainability. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if maybe you're like, I have a book, I have a, a book. I have a goal to read 52 books this year and mm-hmm. I'm nailing it. It's great. <laughs> but I read a lot less when I'm like, you know, obviously like when I'm busy, when I'm social and exciting, I'm reading a lot less. But that doesn't mean that, that I'm like need to change my goal. Mm-hmm. What it means is that I need to recognize that there are certain parts of my cycle where I might be more successful mm-hmm. at my goal than others. And that doesn't mean that, um, you have to throw the whole book out, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're not here to turn you into robots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That made me think about too, like November, we have a lot of gratitude that month. I'm not going to dive into the other stuff in November <laughs> and the background of that, but we express a lot of gratitude, right? During fall. So like wrapping up our goals or wrapping up our cycle, luteal phase and everything, expressing gratitude for all the things that we did well mm-hmm. as well, like along the lines of sustainability because even if like we were to fail at some of our goals, it's moving past that failure and recognizing what we all did well at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. And then smart. taking winter to be like, well, well, I looked at what my goals mm-hmm. looked like. What, what do I want it to look like in the future rather than being like, I need to make new goals now. Like right. just sitting with that, yeah. like that empty space we talked about in the last podcast mm-hmm. applies to more than just our calendar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what we're trying to really share in, in this conversation is it's okay to have some flex with your goals. It's okay to honor your biology because that is going to allow whatever it is you're creating to be so much more sustainable. So you don't have to be on all the time. And in fact, I have found, you know, if people are dishonoring to their biology, it just gets fucking harder. And it's common to just like, I'm just going to push through more. I need to be doing more. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like you can work <laughs> with your system. You can work with your biology. And men, if you identify as, ma- as male and you have cycles too, they just happen more rapidly in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I joke. I'm like, oh, you're, you're ovulating too, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they have rhythms too. And guess what? As Ash was speaking to, if one cycle, you know, you manifest a goal, awesome. If you don't, cool, have grace for yourself. We talked about that in the last episode. Grace is so powerful. Gratitude is so powerful, mm-hmm. powerful the attitude of gratitude. And also understand that, like, you just have fun. Like, get playful. Stay curious with this. I would recommend, if this is super new to you, look up the book Wild Power. Mm. Those authors have created a really fun strategy to track this and they call it, do you remember what they call it? It's like a, every day of your cycle, you draw out, not like a typical calendar, but it's a circle Mm. and you write out in like these little pie charts of like, what's my mood? Like, where am I focusing? So really attuning to your energy. We're just giving you a template. There's variability within that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes during ovulation, I'm a little bit more snarky. You know, I'm not always like, woo, look at me, but I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> like a lioness, um, so more animalistic. So anyway, we're, we're sharing this as a template. We're sharing what's worked for us and inviting you to explore that for yourself. So, yeah. so definitely if you're listening to this and I guess maybe end of February coming into the spring and like Jess said earlier, if your new year's resolutions you set weren't successful, that's cool. Like maybe look at a different approach, maybe mm-hmm. ask the question, are your goals authentic to you? Are you just trying to do them because you think you should quote unquote, um, or are they something that's really important to you and the, what you truly want? And what did you learn this winter? Mm-hmm. What did what was it that was on your mind when when you failed your goals or not failed when you were not successful with your goals or they were challenging for you? Like what was challenging about them and how can mm-hmm. you make those challenges into something that you improve upon or yeah. create goals around? And the quest ion is what would it look like to align your goals with your biology? Like yeah. could it get easier for you? Could it get more fun and playful? I'll share a couple things that have worked for me from a logistics standpoint. So it's important to know your values. I said that in the beginning of this episode, I've linked this link in our show notes, but I personally like John Demartini's assessment of values because it helps you get clear on what's occupying space time in your environment and in your mind and really knowing what is in alignment for you and not anyone else. It also helps you understand, have you been living into other people's values? Mm -hmm. That's kind of a mind fuck. But, you know, that's good where you know, start. Good to know, though. Good to know. Good to know. Like, wow, I've lived majority of my life within alignment, like, or outside of alignment with my own values and the projected values of people we sometimes subordinate to. So start with that. Once you get clear on that, then look at, is there a 30,000 foot view that you have? And again, you don't need to be a visionary to do this, right? We're not saying like you need to like conquer the world. However, the template that we walked you through as far as seasonal alignment can be a really powerful way to start to take maybe a 30,000 foot thing that feels maybe 
really quote unquote out there and starting to distill it down into your own embodiment practices. Because when you can align your goals with your biology and your embodiment practices, it becomes, again, sustainable is like a huge word that we use. It's a huge core value of Inspire Co. So just inviting you to look at what are your values and are there things maybe that you get to start to let die off because it's not in alignment with your values and then leaning into this process if you do have cycles to align your biology so you don't burn out because we also are not fans of like burning out at the age of 30. Yeah, (laughs) and we talked about this in the last episode, but when you're thinking about your goals and your values, you're like, oh, these these people have similar goals and values to me. Like, that's great. But you need to stick to that authenticity that Mm. you, you need to be speaking to your like pain points, things that you want to solve. So when you're creating goals, it's great to have support, people with like-minded ideas, but your, uh, your goals, your values, your beliefs have to be entirely yours for them to be successful. And you're a lot, like I was going to say, you're much more likely to be successful if your goals are really authentically you. If you're failing at diets or exercise programs or things that you want, ask yourself the question why, and don't give yourself a hard ass answer of, well, I just suck and I'm not good enough. I'm not working hard enough. Right. I mean, if that's the answer you're giving yourself, then, I mean, let's take a step back and really hone in on what you value and why are you trying to accomplish a goal? Yeah. And you can accomplish goals that are kind of other people's ideas and values. And it's, you're like, great, I accomplish it, but it feels really good, like way better when you're accomplishing. hundred percent. Yeah. When you align with your biology, you give off a different biofrequency that then actually calls in the right people to support you in that creation process of the goals. Mm -hmm. So back to our last episode, you don't have to do it alone and you attract what you need because that's how biology works, biological coherence. It's like it will align and operate at an entrained frequency to call in people who are like, that resonates with me and I don't know why, but I just feel it. That's biological coherence. I like that. Mm. Me too. Boom. <laughs> Are you going to say something, Erin? I was just thinking about how like timing, you know, timing is always perfect and not to ever force it, mm-hmm. right? It will happen mm-hmm. when it's meant to happen and yeah. that could align with your goals too. Maybe now is not the time for that certain goal, but maybe later it is. Right. Yep, Ashley absolutely. said something about like missing a bus or you'd like, the bus. you can always get on the back on the bus. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, the bus that's meant for you is never going to leave you behind. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. The universe is supporting you. Mm-hmm. Nature mm-hmm. is supporting you. So align with nature. Mm-hmm. Access your own authentic nature. Anything we're, else. We're also supporting you. Yes, That's right. we are. That's why we're having these conversations on Project Linus because we want you to be fully expressed. So if anything that we're sharing is really resonating with you and you're feeling it in your bones, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, connect with each of us. Like we're generally pretty accessible when it comes to like our our platforms or our businesses to have these conversations we have a lot of different ways that you can tap in and start learning this for essentially free not like super low cost as we mentioned earlier uh i we do a monthly call uh the inspire co monthly connection call where we talk about these things it's just 22 bucks a month it's a great community of people we actually start with embodiment practices we do breath work it's not just getting heady but we're adding to that vitality vault of those calls every single month to to start to have different conversations about consciousness and biology and aligning with goals very differently than how we've done it for decades, yeah. if not centuries. <laughs> that's just probably, I don't know, my opinion, not really working for the culture. So that's right. what we're up to. We are an evolving practice. Yes. 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 Beautifully said. Anything else, friends? 
Linus's. I think so. Happy cool. bleeding. Yes. <laughs> happy bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 stop the bleed. And happy don't peacocking. Bleed. Yeah. <laughs> happy bleeding. Happy peacocking. Honoring all parts of your cycle. All right. Well, this is Dr. Mel. And Jess. And Ashley. And Aaron. And thank you for tuning in to the Project Linus podcast, where we are here to guide you back and help you reclaim your power, inspire you to pursue your purpose, and ultimately invite you to play all out in life. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye, guys. Yeehaw! Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining the Project Linus podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Linus message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. Dr. Mel with the Project Linus podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.